You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. Welcome into Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This podcast is presented by Built Bar. Use promo code Locked On to get $10 off your first box of Built Bars at BuiltBar.com. And right now they have a discount 50% off on all merchandise. So you definitely want to take advantage of that. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, everyday local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. If you're like me, you're looking for a team to adopt in Orlando. I am. I'm, I'm weighing my options right now. Uh, looks like, I mean, I, I love Steve Clifford. Maybe I go for Orlando or maybe I go for Giannis and Milwaukee, you know. Marvin. Uh, Marvin's in Milwaukee. That's right. Uh, so maybe I adopt them. Uh, if you're going to do that, go ahead and check out the local podcast for the team that you're going to adopt. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets. I'm Doug Branson. A Walker Mail is usually here with me, but today I have the other Walker, David Walker, my old co-host when we used to do this thing when it was called Hive Talk Live. You remember that, David? Ooh. That's what they call a throwback, Doug. On the streets, they call that a throwback. That's what the kids are calling it. Yeah, it's good to be back, man. I do miss Walker. Uh, you guys have been doing an awesome job. Listen to Nada and you guys chop it up this week. So always glad to be here. That's right. We're leaning on friends right now. We're all in this together. And we have get, to. That's it. That's We have to, and we have to get through this off season. And um, I have something interesting that I saved for today because you are going to be on and amongst all of the locked on hornets regulars you are the only daddy and you just yeah. celebrated a father's day and so did yes. miles bridges who has two kids of his own and on twitter spectrum center tweeted out a happy father's day to miles bridges and miles bridges a happy father's day to everyone else and he did a video with his three key dad rules so let's hear what Miles Bridges' three key dad roles are. Ace Miles Bridges and Ayla Marie Bridges. And I have three dad rules. Number one, always put your kids on the schedule because once once they get on the schedule, everything will go smooth. They'll be able to eat. They'll be able to, I'm saying, watch cartoons and then go to bed. Number two, always have fun with your kids. You don't want your kids to think you're boring and then they always want to be around your mom. So you want to have fun with your kids. And number three, Feed your kids healthy food. Um, a lot of people just try to feed their kids whatever they want, like chips or candy. Um, but mm. sometimes you could you can mix some greens in there and make sure they're drinking water. That's my three dad rules. So those are Miles Bridges' three dad rules, again, courtesy of the Charlotte Ace Hornets Miles and Spectrum Center. And Ayla Marie Bridges. David, what do you think about those dad rules? Do you think those are good dad rules? And do you have anything to add? Would you add a rule if you could have a fourth rule? Spoken like a father that has no children over two. My <laughs> thoughts on that. No, no, no. No, just kidding. Those are actually all really, really good uh, for Miles. How old is his oldest? Did he say at the beginning of there? So I know the youngest is, is fairly new. They're, I think they're, yeah, the, the, his, they're both his youngest two, is, it like. was born this year, I believe. And then, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I think he has another smaller toddler. I, I don't know that, that that child is two yet. Yeah, so I would actually take these same points. The tricky part is, Doug, once they hit a certain age and once you get to a certain point, let's say in, in a quarantine, 
these rules now apply to the parents. Oh, wow. So for instance, anything goes. have a schedule, <laughs> have a schedule. I've got to have a schedule where I get up, do my work, go for my run, just like I did right before this, Doug, come back all sweaty. If I don't do that, I go insane. Everyone suffers. It's best for the family if the parents get a little outdoor time. Have fun with your kids. Of course, have fun with your kids. Also have fun away from your kids. The one thing I took exception <laughs> with in this video, he says, if you're boring, all they'll want to do is hang out with your mother. That has been my game plan since they turned three years old. Okay. You want to reverse the stakes. You want to turn it around. You want to turn those tables, point them right towards mom. Number three, I think that's a guarantee across the board. Feed your kids healthy food. It's like, you know, in Roadhouse, Swayze said, be nice. I want you to be nice. Be nice until it's time to not be nice. And it's time <laughs> to not feed your kids healthy food when there's no more healthy food around. I put a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit in front of my seven-year-old this morning. He inhaled that thing in two <laughs> bites. I then followed that up with a pear cut into slices. I then followed that up with another pear cut into slices. He was finally satisfied after that third feeding, but God knows it's almost 12, 15. He's got to be starving now. So yes, healthy food is important. Water is key. We did have that conversation this morning. He was looking for what our house is called a spicy water which you might know as a LaCroix, Doug. A spicy uh, we have, water. We have no more of those. LaCroix, he's so a LaCroix he, boy, but he he requests the spicy water. Oh, he's a junior LaCroix boy for sure. But uh, he went with straight up water out of the old filter this morning. So uh, you, you know what? Good on Miles. He, he has got the entry-level dad rules down. I mean, it's tricky because once you figure out one level, Doug, you turn around and the kids are on to the next level and then you got to catch up and develop a new set of rules. But for right now, he's off to a good start. Well, that's it. I mean, they are the Borg, right? They're, I mean, they're constantly adapting to things that your strategies, your ways of, of maintaining uh, yeah. control, they are always looking for ways uh, out of it. And uh, I love your, I, I, could, I could hear like a tint of jealousy uh, when you were talking about your kid eating, inhaling a uh, bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit and wanting more because we yeah. can't do that, right? I mean, I think I think you feed well, your I kids. Had, I had one too. We both had one. It was a very <laughs> father-son well, okay, bonding yes. moment. You can do it, but, you know, it doesn't feel as good when, you know, when we were young, we could eat a <laughs> lot more. That's why I just more. went running, Doug. That's why I had to go running yeah. right before the show. So that's it. There's uh, jealousy. You, you, you feed them <laughs> healthy food because they, they must suffer like you suffer daily. <laughs> That's right. We had this bacon, egg, and cheese from Chick-fil-A. Now, don't usually get the bacon, egg, and cheese from Chick-fil-A, not to cover your ears. Usually get it from Bojangles. And the first thing my son said to me was, this thing's kind of small. Meh. He gave you a small. meh. I said, I know, son. It's a little smaller than we usually have if our If you're going to Chick-fil-A. If you're going to Chick-fil-A. You got to get Chick-fil-A biscuit. I know. Well, Chick-fil-A biscuit, but I'm also going to point you towards the chicken, egg, and cheese burrito. Oh. That's yeah. They put yeah. the uh, little hashy browns in there too. Mm. Mm. That's the ticket. I like that. Okay, like we're that. not just talking kids and breakfast. We are going to talk about the Hornets. The Athletic had an interesting article. Uh, they gave the reins of the rebuild uh, to three of their smartest basketball guys: Seth Partnow, Dave DeFore, and Danny Larue. Broke down what they would do if they were in charge of the Charlotte Hornets. We'll let you know what they think and then what we think about what they think. It's my favorite kind of segment where we just take an athletic article <laughs> and tell That's you the all the things that they got wrong and all of the things that we think that are right. So uh, that's coming up in just a second. 
Got to tell you about who I told you about at the beginning of the show, Built Bar. They've been sponsoring us uh, basically all summer, and they've been filling my belly up all summer, especially after a run. David, you just got done with the run. I'm telling you, the thing you got to do once the Built Bars that I promised you arrive. <laughs> yeah, let me find those. Actually, I'm going to send half my lot to Nada. They're and, and on way we'll the way. Uh, yeah, so once you do, you got to go with the post-run Built Bar. Built Bars are tasty, and they are healthy for you. That's not a normal combo, but Built Bar has managed to do it. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. They are covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew, delicious. They've got the peanut butter brownie favor, flavor, one of my favorites, 20 grams of protein, 170 calories in the entire bar, 3 grams of sugar. That's nuts to have a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar that has three grams of sugar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use our promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get $10 off your first order if you use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. And they've got a special running right now, 50% off all merchandise, plus they're donating 100% of the profits this month uh, to charity. So take advantage of that. Go to BuiltBar.com. Also, check out one of the uh, apps, the most useful apps on my phone right now, it's called Blinkist, and with Blinkist, you can get some of the best nonfiction books, business, philosophy, social science, these books that you've been wanting to get out of the way. You can get them on your phone, and you can uh, take care of them in under 15 minutes. They basically, this is, this is the way it works, really unique. They take the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books. They condense them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people, business leaders, they're always reading a lot of books. But who has the time for that? Use Blinkist instead. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want for just one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer that's just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA. You get to try it for free for seven days, and you save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial, and you'll also save 25% off your subscription, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. Don't touch that pause button. We're coming back with... Uh, some interesting analysis from The Athletic on what the Hornets should do in their rebuild ahead. This is Locked on Hornets. And would, you, would, would I have liked to see a few more shards? Shards? No, I would not have. That's <laughs> awesome That's It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. It's a retro Hive Talk Live Fun Friday. I've got my main man, David Walker, next to me as co-host today. And we've got a, a great topic here. The, the Hornets are rebuilding. There's, there's no doubt about it. They played the veterans. Yeah, I don't know. I'm breaking news to you here. The Hornets are in rebuilding mode. They're trying to figure this thing out. They started to play veterans early this season and then got away from that and went full youth movement. And now the question is being asked, how do they move forward in this rebuild? And it's being asked by some experts over at The Athletic, uh, the new article, how, what's the title of this thing? How We'd Run the Hornets. Our team of analysts fully evaluate Charlotte. Those analysts are Danny LaRue, Seth Partnow, Dave uh, DeFore. And they, they really get comprehensive. I mean, we could spend a couple of segments on this. Uh, so uh, I just want to hit some of the highlights, though. The, they start with the cap situation, which is, David, it's getting better, right? I mean, they've got Nick Batum and Cody Zeller still on the books. The question will be, 
Can they move any of those players sooner than letting those uh, contracts just drop off and free up even more cap space quicker? What do you think about that? Zeller, Batum, are, are either of those contracts movable in your mind in, in the next year? Jeez. Well, I mean, the Batum one may finally be movable. It would make sense that uh, the further it gets to completion, the more movable it would be. But we'll see. It's just so huge. And then I just, I mean, call me crazy, Doug. I just have, uh, until I see Cody Zeller not on the Hornets, I, I won't believe it. So, you know, I mean, it, it would make, it would take some doing, but I mean, that's what Mitch was brought in here to do. Like use some of these pieces, use whatever is at his disposal to try and make something basically out of nothing. I, I just have no idea if any of those, it's going to have to be the exact right situation. I mean, Batum is such a huge chunk. Um, and you know, as, as well as, as Zeller is, but that's really their, their only two options. I mean, the funny thing about this, and this is a really good write-up. I'll just say that Doug, I mean, you read a lot of times, uh, takes on the Hornets and their outlook, and it's usually a negative outlook, uh, because it's not very good, but these guys give it to you pretty straight, you know, and tell you how it is. They do say the cap situation is, is getting better and that's a plus, but, but when you start with that discussion, that's where you see the Hornets are struggling. That's, that's their first pro. That's the first thing that comes out of their mouth. Right. I mean, and, and the 30,000-foot view on this franchise by these three gentlemen is that essentially the Hornets have one of the blankest slates right. of any NBA franchise to work with, and that's good and bad. And that's what I agree with you. They kind of give you both perspectives in that it's it's good in that you you know your your destiny is within your control you're not um beholden to assets that you've given other teams or situations like that but the the bad news is that you don't really have a piece of talent that you can hang your hat on and say i'm going to build around that player or this group of players you're still trying uh to figure that out and not by the even way, a number two, uh, you know, as they not, mentioned a lot of way, not even a number two guy on on a on a you know a a a, 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 a consistent NBA roster. They say, you know, uh, no, and I, and I agree with that. I, I think yeah. you know you're still waiting to see has Devonte Graham because Devonte Graham is older. You know, I mean, he's 25 already, and so there's a big question about yes, he took a big leap this season, but is he able to then take another leap, improve his ability to finish? improve his defensive ability and overcome some of the limitations that he's going to have because of his height and his stature, you know, are, are those things going to materialize or have we seen the best that we're going to see out of Devonte Graham? I think that's certainly a big question. By the way, you mentioned Cody Zeller. He had 10 double doubles this season and that set a career high for him, which is crazy to wow. me. Like as much as we've seen Cody Zeller in a Charlotte Hornets uniform, it's just that he's oscillated between starter and bench so much that he hasn't necessarily always had the opportunities to get the double double, uh, but he's he's a total off and the box injuries, score right? injuries. He's a total off the box score guy, though. You know. You yeah, know? I mean, it's just going to be interesting what other teams come to the table with, uh, and God knows. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, we don't need to dive into the what ifs of what's going on with the rest of this season and next season, but um, so much of that goes. So much of the the difficulties they've had in finding a dance partner for some of these trades is that. You know, these assets that they have are not attractive to anyone. These two will become as attractive as they'll ever be. So if there's ever a chance of them moving them, it's now. 
Um, but you know, you look at how stuff just falls off the books at some point in time, it may just not be worth it. So here's one of the worrying parts about this whole rebuilding process. And, and this comes from Seth Partnow's breakdown of the metrics with the Hornets. He says the Hornets fall into one of the worst spots a rebuilding team can hit non-competitive, but also worse than their record indicates. He points to the fact that they finished this season 27th in offense, 25th in defense, and th- and yet uh, only, was one of only two teams, according to Cleaning the Glass, that outperformed their point differential uh, by almost four games, meaning they won four more games than they should have based on their statistics. And, and a lot of that having to do with the fact uh, that they hit a few buzzer beaters and won some exciting games that maybe they had no business uh, winning. So you're winning games, you're kind of, you're putting yourself out of or further away from getting that top three, that coveted top three pick. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you are 27th in offense and 25th in defense. Now the defense did improve later on in the season. They seem to show that they have the potential to form an identity defensively. And part now points out that despite that limited offensive talent, Charlotte was sixth in cleaning the glasses location effective field goal percentage stat, which is, he writes, a broad measure of a team's overall shot quality. So David, this team is starting to build an identity offensively and trying to figure out things defensively, but the question is, do they really have the talent? Can they outperform again next season or would that even be a good thing if they outperformed, you know, and, and outperformed their expectations next season? Right. The one thing I would push back on in his point is that the reason he thinks that's a dangerous spot to be in outperforming things um, uh, is because they may be fooled into thinking this roster isn't quite as bad or isn't quite as lacking as it is. And as you guys have talked about, I don't think they are under any assumption that they do not need to improve across the board and do a total overhaul if that's what it takes. So I think they miss some of that. That's a good concern because, dude, that's what we've seen. That's that's what they have done, right? That's what they've done up until this point. But And until Mitch makes a couple moves, you know, that's when we'll really see it. But that's what you guys have talked about. I don't think they're under any assumption that this team does not need to have a massive overhaul, regardless of how they performed last year. That's an incredible point. It is the missing piece of this analysis on their part. And, you know, these are all national guys, so they're not paying attention to Mitch Kupchak's exit interviews for this type of article. They're just really, you know, going through the stats and telling you what they're, they're seeing uh, in the numbers and the major storylines, but you're totally right. They are not overestimating the amount of talent on this roster. They know that they've got to make some big decisions coming up on which players are going to be part of their future and which are not. So uh, that's that's a perfect point. Uh, another great point that I think, just kind of digging deep, is that this team has got to play faster. Uh, they've got to increase the pace. They've got to push the ball. It's something that Borrego keeps talking about, but we don't see it materialize. One of the main pieces of like identity that I think is missing from this team offensively. The Hornets were dead last in pace this season. Last. Last place. And pace is a, a huge thing. It's a huge trend in the NBA right now. The best teams, generally, there are a few exceptions, but the best teams are generally playing very fast on offense. So they, for whatever reason, it didn't materialize this season. They've got to find a way uh, to make that happen. Anything else in this article. I mean, there's a ton, like I said, we could spend, we we should look more into this next week because it's, it's a huge article uh, here on the athletic. Um, But anything else that kind of stands out to you 
Um, yeah, a couple, a couple things. Building off that, they do mention the game plan, and they do give Borrego a little bit of benefit of the doubt here, seeing saying that he does seem to have an identity, at least on offense, right? Uh, you mentioned the pace, but they called out a couple things that the Hornets were 14th in drives per game and 10th in three-point attempt frequency at 40%. The problem was, Doug, they didn't hit as many shots as they needed to. Right. So how do you do that? It goes back to this whole thing that there's a depth, there's a, there's a shortage in talent and you bring in better talent. You should get better results with what is a proven, you know, at this point we think um, offensive game plan. So that's another positive angle. It's just, that's the big hurdle. That's the big uh, challenge for this team is getting people in. But like, this is something I know you guys have talked about it, but all the exit stuff we've seen and all the messaging coming out from the Hornets and all the plans from the top down to the players, they seem to be on the same page. I mean, they seem to be uh, going in the same direction, all rowing in the same direction. That hasn't always been the case. And I think for that team last year under Borrego to even, you know, to exceed, as they said in this article, to exceed what they did, to be mildly entertaining with what they had, basically a bunch of guys that aren't a number two on a legitimate team, you know, that's a good thing. It doesn't mean they're going to get there. I mean, the next steps still have to be followed through on, but this is what they said. It is as blank of a slate as you'll get in the league and an opportunity, you know, to make the right moves. And one other thing that was interesting to me, they talked a little bit about the draft. They didn't really go into like who they should draft. Uh, They did get a little bit into positional and basically said, maybe outside of point guard, Everything is up for grabs, but I think I'd throw a point guard in there too. If that's the best guy that they think on the board, they would grab them. Uh, but I hadn't seen this number yet. Basically, uh, in the new draft system, the lottery system, they're slotted eight right now, but they have a 26.3% chance of moving into the top four, which I think the top four in this draft, I think that's the separator based on what I've seen. I haven't dove into my uh, draft you know, uh, research right, as well, of yet. What's your you big board? Me. Give me your big board right now. <laughs> Well, I think that top four, if you got Ball, you've got Edwards, you've got Wiseman, and I guess is the fourth consensus like Obi, or is he a little further down? Is there another fourth? I think Obi's get it. Yeah, I don't think there is a consensus four. I don't think there's a consensus. Honestly, I don't know that there's a consensus anything. Let's actually, (sighs) this is a great topic, and I want to stay on this draft topic and maybe talk a little bit more about the NBA's return as well. And we will return to this article because there is a lot here and, and a lot I didn't get a chance to get to. Uh, so we'll tackle I think that some, percentage, yeah. Doug, is something I hadn't seen. And we may have had a year where it was better, but that's about as good as it gets for a team that's never moved up. You know, 26% chance. I, I, I'll take it, I guess, and see how see how uh, things play out. Uh, well, the chances of you overpaying for car parts if you go to one of the big retailers is 100%. Uh, but luckily, we have teamed with rockauto.com to bring those prices down and to get you the car parts that you need. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and the do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. You just go to RockAuto.com. They're a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com. Shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Here's the best part. Prices at RockAuto.com, they're always reliably low. And you get the same if you're a professional, you're a do-it-yourselfer. Why spend twice as much 
for the same part. They have parts for uh, uh, for all makes, all models. Uh, you just go there. The website's super simple. You put it in the search bar, and it comes up, and the price is low. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. That's really important. Right locked on in that uh, how did you hear about us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the ca- all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Back in one second to talk about the NBA draft and the NBA's return. This is Locked On Hornets. You give me a new adjective. God, you're just messing this up. I, I you know, <laughs> I just I spend some time away from the show, and you're still the same old Walker. All right, yeah. <laughs> give me a new adjective and give me a plural well, noun. I, well, I, I've already thought of my plural noun now that you mentioned it. How about, uh, well, I don't even know if this is plural. How about grape jelly? Does that work? Grape oh jelly is the God. noun I was going to get. A plural go. noun. This isn't hard. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. News about the NBA's return seemingly changes by the second. So by the time you listen to this podcast, it may have changed even more. But the latest from Woj first and then the NBA confirming 16 players tested positive for coronavirus out of 302 players that were tested. Now, those players will go through a quarantine isolation process and will not be allowed to rejoin their teams until they are cleared uh, by a medical professional. 16 out of 302. David, what do you think about that? How does that affect your view of whether or not the NBA should proceed, go to Orlando and do this thing? God, I mean, every day it seems like more people are coming up positive testing. And every day I'm just becoming more doubtful that they can pull this thing off, Doug. I mean, you can see a scenario where they get down there, you've got several positive tests. I mean, does it get far enough where, you know, the thing they were trying to keep intact with the, was the sanctity of this season and this playoffs, right? I mean, if you've got guys falling out left and right, forget about the fact that they might, you know, the rest of the group might not even want to play anymore. It's like, when, where do you draw the line with what constitute what that team actually is if they're losing a bunch of players, you know, for weeks at a time? Yeah. So the hope, if, if you're the NBA, you're hoping that you can get these 16 players back into a position where they can rejoin the teams. And then you keep that group of 302 players safe and coronavirus free and, and you move on. The, the problem with that scenario is that you are going to Orlando Orlando right. is located in the state of Florida. The state of Florida yesterday had five tha- around 5,000 positive cases of the coronavirus. Today, that number jumps to 8,900. So, I mean, the, the numbers are almost doubling in Florida right now. Really unfortunate for the NBA because when they selected Orlando and selected Disney World for this, it was, a, it, it was a question of logistics. Well, you know, Disney World better. could have... Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know what was looking good. <laughs> good is relative in this 2020 that we're living in, this lost year of 2020. But they picked it based on, yes, case numbers were not as bad then. And, um, but now, but now they, they are bad. And so I, I think the, the NBA is going to put their head down just like the MLB and just like the NFL will come this fall and try oh everything they can until... Until the water just floods the, you know, f- floods the thing, and they can't, they can't keep the ship afloat anymore. It just seems like they're going to push forward and say, "Listen, we're going to provide as safe an environment as we can, and hope that everything works out." Yeah, and this bubble, 
you know, as Walker brought up last week with, you know, Disney employees or cast members or whatever passing in and out and not adhering to the same rules as other people. I mean, it's not really a bubble, right, Doug? I mean, these people are not confined to a gym or that place or their, you know, their hotels are still moving around. I mean, the only way this would be a real bubble is like, like back in like seventh and eighth grade, we used to have like basketball lock-ins. And so you go to the gym, play all, all night, sleep in the gym, wake up and go home. That's a bubble. You know, they, they locked the doors. You couldn't go anywhere. This thing is, is, uh, you know, there's holes in it. So it's like, I don't know. This is a real interesting times for the NBA. It's, I think it's 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 new uh, territory for especially Adam Silver in the league. They've been so careful in a lot of their steps, wanting to do the same things. And just when they announced this, right, they were kind of lauded for that. They were, hey, the NBA is trying to get back and do the right thing. It's just there's such an unknown that by the time they get there, you know, the, the perception has changed so much. And with every new detail that comes out, it looks like it's more impossible to pull this thing off, to be honest. Well, here's an alternative way that I think the bubble could burst. I mean, the obvious way is that if players start to test positive in Orlando, and then, as you said, the whole thing st- starts to make less sense right. as players drop out. You know, what do you do if players drop out? What if you do with a whole team? You know, six to eight players and a whole team, like, what do you say to them? Uh, okay, you're just out. I mean, you know, what does that mean for the playoffs? Okay, so that's that's the obvious way. Or if a player gets really sick – and just the morale of the the rest of the league is like I don't want to you know I don't want to end up like player X so I'm not going to go out there and and risk my life for this thing. Um, so those are the obvious ways. Here's the alternative way that I feel like the bubble could burst at this point. It's you know the NBA. Okay, if you believe Adam Silver, he goes on ESPN and says the difference between playing and not playing in terms of financials is incremental. Now, I don't believe that. I think the the, the the main driver of this is money for the individual teams and for the NBA. I mean, you've heard numbers like $2 billion tossed around is the difference between playing and not playing. For that's everybody. A, right. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of dough. So I believe that money is a driver. But if you do believe, Adam Silver, that this is about more than that, it's about basketball playing, it's about giving people something to watch, it's about taking people's minds off of things. Well, what happens if they go to Orlando Meanwhile, there is a legitimate medical crisis happening all around them. Maybe no players test positive because they do a good job. They've got, apparently they've got like special forces, you know, in Orlando ready to protect this bubble. It's like Call of Duty modern basketball. I don't know what they're doing. But they, so say they protect the bubble, but all around them in Florida, there is a major medical crisis as not only cases rise, but, but death rates rise. Then to me, if I'm sitting home watching, I'm like, this is kind of obscene. You know, right. I mean, right. it, is, it, yeah. it's just going to be the weirdest thing to watch basketball happening. Meanwhile, outside the, the, the world is burning down, burning down. Right. Yeah. At what point do people say, what are we doing? Is this worth it? Now, that's a really tough thing to say to, you know, even I mean, someone like LeBron James, who probably has years left, but who is in a position to win another championship now. But I mean, these guys are on a clock, you know, and to take an entire season away. Uh, would be tough to tell someone, you know, uh, our buddy Allen from Frame, Frame Warehouse, his son, his baseball season, senior season, just wiped away. Uh, if you ask these guys if they want to go out and play, they're going to go out and play. Uh, that's just what they want to do for the most part when it's healthy and safe. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they they it's almost like they announced this in one climate and it just totally escalated uh, within a couple of weeks, which is what is going on now. I mean, no, nobody knows what's happening. And and Davis Bertans 
is the the name and the situation to watch. If you remember, Davis Bertans uh, was under contract with the Wizards, could have gone to Orlando, decided not to because he's played really well this season and has an opportunity to cash in come free agency. Um, that, to me, is the situation to watch as we proceed because even though the deadline has passed for players to opt out and teams to replace – the players can still opt out moving up yeah. through July and into the start of the season. They are giving a lot of leeway for players to say, okay, I can't do this anymore. And that's a situation to watch because, David, this whole delay in this season has pushed free agency into the middle of October. And then that means that the next free agency, the big one, the 2021 free agency, is all of a sudden a lot closer just in time than yeah. than it would have been previously. And so I think there are there's going to be calculus done by players that are due up for free agency this coming offseason, but also the next offseason. And that's the big daddy. That's the Giannis. That's the Paul George. I think Kawhi's up as well. So to me, that's when, you know, if you have some of these things happen and and you hope that they don't, especially if you're with the NBA, but if they do, that's to me when the dominoes uh, could possibly fall. Uh, but the NBA right now crossing their fingers. Yeah, but they got to be thinking that way, Doug. They've got to be thinking backup plan for the backup plan, right, for the contingency plan. I mean, they have to be looking that far down the road. How is this going to compact everything? I'll tell you, you know, in that 113-page document, there is no uh, guidance on if a team cannot move forward in the playoffs. I mean, you just don't know what they're going. They're, they're leaving plenty of room uh, for them to kind of make things up as they go along. And I don't mean that. It, I mean that in, in the way that you would think like, okay, if I'm going into a situation where I literally, there are a thousand different variables, then you don't want to box yourself in. You want to give yourself plenty of leeway to say, all right, let's convene the, let's convene the leadership here and figure out what the best way is to move forward. Uh, we'll have to, we'll have to see what that is. Uh, thank you for listening to this edition of Locked on Hornets. Uh, we're going to be back next week. Rick will join us Monday, I believe. Nada's going to be on Wednesday. Uh, thank you, David, for joining me here on a retro you, High Doug. Talk Live fun Friday. Appreciate it, buddy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Da Wear your mask. Shout out to Alan. This is his birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy Father's Day. Happy belated Father's <laughs> Day. Happy birthday. Happy mask day. Yeah, seriously. Wear the mask. It's easy. And uh, you can buy a Hornets mask, I think, on Hornets Fan Shop. And rock if you want sports back, wear your mask. That's true. That should be the game. Yeah, that should be the game. <laughs> right. That should be the public. Yeah, what is Fauci doing? Fauci, just talk about if you want your basketball. You your like football. your football. You like your basketball. Yeah, that's the play. By the way, I wore a Hornets mask into a uh, Whole Foods the other day, and I got a couple of shout outs here in Nashville. A couple of Hornets fans were like, hello. There we go. We're a national team. People don't know it. It's a <laughs> sneaky national team. It's a guerrilla movement we've got going on here in Hornets fandom. All right, go to uh, your smart device. Tell it to uh, play the most recent episode of Hollinger and Duncan. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte.